All right. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, here we go. Okay. This is my favorite moment in life, when the predator becomes the prey. This is Seriously Seagal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Spoken like a true bear, right, guys? Yes, always. Yes. Here we are, Seriously Seagal, We're episode 11. Getting deep into it, seriously in the double digits right now. We're yeah. back. Are you guys still loving Seagal? Always got to check in. I'm loving him even more after this movie. I would say... Possible for me? My first initial comment would say, this is probably the worst one we've seen so far, but I really enjoyed well, we it. We had a really good time watching, watching a terrible movie because our, our friend and colleague Steven Seagal was in it today. It was amazing. It, um, was, it was so much fun. And ver- post peak Seagal, I would say he's looking like a black exploitation uh, character. Yeah, his hair is getting a little mangy. He's getting a little heavier around the waist. He's moving more slowly. Very slowly. It's <laughs> weird though because this is just a year after Belly of the Beast, where he was doing like the flying ninja shit with. He he was yes, but well, he wasn't really okay, doing right. that. But he had some assistance. Regardless, from some he was willing to pretend like he was. He does <laughs> some great disarm, some amazing sword fights. Some great staring. He actually looks like Samuel L. Jackson in Shaft for a few moments here. <laughs> His hair at the beginning is, it's a Brillo, pa- it's, it's it's so gross in the, the back. The texture of it is not hair. It's really weird. I don't know what's going on. Usually, all right, so Seagal's hair, as we've known in the past, is usually in a nice ponytail. It's a nice you know? tight it's a nice, shape. Tight, tight yeah. shape ponytail. This is just like frizzled out in some sort of like afro kind of yeah, thing. He, but it's he almost like afro he's like movie. losing some of his hair as well. Steven Seagal doesn't move in this movie several times where he disappears and one time he disappears <laughs> into a crowd and the bad guys catch the wrong guy because he has similar hair to Seagal. He does, he does. <laughs> it's a great moment. All right, let's go around. Let's introduce it. Um, this is P-Bear in for episode 11 of Seriously Seagal, um, drummer for the Van Burens. Over to my right... Making it happen, wearing a blanket again. As always, he was just tucked up. He had just rolled his entire body and fit on an ottoman <laughs> a moment ago while setting up his microphone. Yeah. Who dat? This is the flavor. <laughs> Fucking saxophonist for the Van Burens, if you haven't figured that out by now. Um, <laughs> no, I love you guys. <laughs> I love you guys. And we got Mr. Smitty, man in the helm. How's your nose, Mr. Smitty? It's decent. Nice. <laughs> it's decent. Nice. Yeah. Okay, let's get into this movie. Two thousand out of reach. Two thousand four is out of reach, and notes are out of reach. Why is it called out of reach, Raj? Because apparently these sex trafficked kids are supposed to be out of his reach, but they clearly don't know who they're messing with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the bad guys once again don't know who they're messing with, and, and taunt Seagal and let him live for so to, long. To be fair, nobody actually knows who they're dealing with in this movie, including us, because they don't actually discuss his background ever in this one. He mentions that he has a dark past. At yes, one point that is literally it. Yeah, yeah, right at the very one end. sentence. Yeah. Just yeah. to hit that beat, just to make sure he cracks open that overcooked <laughs> that egg. egg. So nobody yeah. actually ever knows who's coming after them. Like even the bad guys in this movie know him as the american guy but they're like who like why does he have this ability to do what he's doing like I, nobody I, questions yes i don't at any there, point. there's really no <laughs> he's he seems like maybe like mike tyson raising birds you know like that on kind deadly of ground they're like who is this guy like get me some information right. about like this they were just like so there's an american killing all our people all right then it's it's very strange we're we're in poland i think for most of this movie well, the we start out turkish in, uh, area of poland the Turkish area, yes, the, the Turkish Tur- yes, area yes, of exactly Poland. Right. It's very confusing. We start out in Alaska, right? Yes, we do. We start out in Alaska. 
where we <laughs> left off with On Deadly Ground. Exactly. Yep. We pick up. It that's could nice. be a sequel to On Deadly Ground. <laughs> it just that's the dark past that he's referring yeah, to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. Our first title <laughs> that, that comes up um, is the producer credit, and it says, Out of Reach, Poland-UK Productions. The production company is named after the movie, which I think is a very, very bad sign. And the place that it's <laughs> yeah, filmed yeah. Clearly, they just set it up to make this movie. It didn't exist before. Yeah. This kind of fits in with our, our plan to talk to Ben Carson into making a Seagal movie with us in Poland. It's a scam. It's, oh, it's a scam, all right. <laughs> An out-of-reach Poland Ben Carson UK production. We see... <laughs> Steven Seagal walking through the woods like Sasquatch <laughs> yeah, in yeah, a big-ass leather jacket. He's like, you just see like little bits of him through like all these trees and <laughs> yes. stuff. And he's just like walking through, and you're like, oh my god, why are you wearing this huge leather jacket <laughs> while going on a nature walk? And he hears a squaw in the distance. Yeah. <laughs> he, t- he turns to see. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, very good. An injured falcon oh, in the snow. Poor little guy. He takes the falcon in, and he nurses it to health with some serious voiceovers going on. And we need oh to talk God. about Holy this, you guys. We, we've heard for a long time about Steven Seagal's laziness on movie sets and how famously Donnie Fauntleroy would only, do, e. would only do his fifth movie with Seagal when, he, when Seagal uh, guaranteed that he would remain on set. And uh, we saw that that was probably not the case with Urban Justice. Raj, talk about these voiceovers in this movie. Oh, goodness. All right. I love Steven Seagal the most, but I was a little bit upset with this because so there are these scenes that he's supposed to be talking and sometimes his mouth is literally moving. And it is a plethora of different men that it's are talking. It's, it's not Seagal at all. At one point, it was a British guy. I'm 100% yeah. positive <laughs> yes, there was a yes. British actor that like did one of the lines. So it's not yeah. just that it's a wrong voiceover. It's not Seagal, but it's multiple different yes. people <laughs> doing the voiceovers at different parts. So it's like, what? you're in the movie. You, you filmed the movie. Why don't you just do these lines? They're not that complicated or like they're... Many of Seagal's lines uh, were clearly ADR'd because he almost certainly didn't speak up during the movie, which we You know what's crazy, <laughs> though, and like I wanted to give props to him for this, is like very early in the movie, he speaks French. Mm-hmm. And like it's Seagal speaking French, and he does it quite well. Like his accent is like spot on. I'm like, dude, if you can pull that off, what is happening <laughs> with these know, voiceovers? Right? Like, that's an English, man. Like, what is... How do you speak perfect French? I love that scene because he's also carrying a baguette and wearing a fedora. Yeah. And then later, actually, in the movie, I noticed whenever he's in that whorehouse, he speaks very clearly and loudly a few times. When he opens that trap door and he goes like, now this right here. Yeah. Like, Whoa, Seagal, relax. Yeah, tone it down a little so bit. So I Jeez. don't understand the voice. Like, I don't, what do you guys think? What are your theories on what happened? Do you think it was he did his like filming and then later they were like, we need to add some more detail to this movie? But that doesn't make sense because there are some parts that he's his mouth is moving. So he chose not to, or they like cut his He's, audio out and put somebody else. He spoke too quietly. Definitely spoke you too quietly. Too a lot of, in most movies, they have people come in after they've wrapped filming and stuff like that and, and re-record their oh. lines to like match up with the scenes. But they sound case. more like the person usually. Yes. It's usually done in a... It's like usually done a, by the same it's, person. It's usually oh, okay. done by the same person and done well for that <laughs> yes, fact. exactly. Got it. Oh, okay. When Stallone has to go in and redo every single line from uh, Creed because so th- he can't speak English, so you think that it's still whole, him like, doing it. Minute segment in the beginning that is not like where he's so basically just to give the audience some ideas. So yeah. we immediately cut to establishing the point of the movie, which is he has 
this girl that he's a pen pal with who's in an orphanage in Poland. Mm-hmm. And I guess she was part of some outreach program, nature program. That's how they met and they connected, blah, blah, blah. But the point is that they're setting all this up through voiceovers. And this girl is clearly doing her part in the voiceover. Yes. And then it cuts to Steven Seagal. <laughs> and it's not Steven Seagal. It's not and it is, it it's sounds like a two-minute like segment. So there's so many lines in there that are Let not Let me Seagal. show you another cipher. I thought for a second <laughs> like that a like, yeah, it happened in the movie. I was like, did I... Did I put on the wrong, like, is something up with What the I version? suspect like, happened is, is he spoke too quietly, and just judging by the cast list is all these Polish people, I think this, obviously this movie was on a serious budget, and they couldn't like afford him to, to, there. to <laughs> seriously <laughs> budgeted, and they couldn't afford to get him to come back in, and he said, no, I'm not, I'm not, I don't care, uh, even though I'm an executive producer title on this movie, yes. I'm not going to come in and re-record my lines, get this Donald Trump impersonator to do it. It, it's yeah. very it's it's <laughs> insane yeah. and then so he does all these voiceovers we establish that he's pen pals with this polish girl um because they they connected about falconing or helping injured animals yeah and he he's an amazing person and he's showing her how to do all these secret codes and ciphers and as raj pointed out i think this will be important later in the movie <laughs> yeah and then right into the next scene he the first line in the diner is also the voiceover thing, right? As it as is. if almost to, to help us segue into hearing Seagal's voice again. And then he's back into him. It's it, weird. And then occasionally throughout the movie, it it, it will like come. You don't back. know when it's happening. It's like your your ears are being attacked by this like random person. It could be anybody. That's yeah, we spent a lot of time with Seagal. We know the sound of his voice. I could do a better voiceover than that. You wouldn't even have to pay me. Can I actually? Can I play a clip of, of that Please beginning do. part of that beginning? Yes, right there? absolutely. All right, okay, all right, <laughs> People need to hear Let's this. this About our friendship. At the same time, it pains me to know that others at the orphanage failed to recognize your special day. Not Seagal. You're an intelligent, you know special this sounds like? This sounds like... So trust me when I tell you this. Pave this is a really famous guy I'm thinking of. Do not wait for others to lead you. You'll benefit more in the end. By the way, you've done well with the tracker puzzles I've sent you. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> Over the next couple of letters, I'll send ones that are a little bit more challenging. He's so measured, too. Oh, God. This one's called a cipher. Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> okay. So this <laughs> sounds almost that's like... That. That's enough of that. You know, like, the famous, like, I want to suck your blood, like the uh, like the penultimate guy who played Dracula. the Dracula. He mm-hmm. sounds exactly like that guy. He sounds like Dracula. <laughs> no, but who played that? So like far, that, he's looked like Sasquatch. It sounded that like version Dracula of like, in this yeah. movie. Like, there was a very famous version Bella of Dracula. Lugosi? It could have been Bela Lugosi. Okay. It's hey, that, it's our, our like listeners slash viewers probably know. Tweet at us at Seriously Seagal. Hit us up on Facebook. Who is Raj talking about when he says There's that? There's definitely somebody up there. The voiceover actor sounds like... Us. <laughs> yes, edumacate us here. Edumacate us. So, yeah. And then right after that... So, yeah. It's, what the fuck? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's Let's just, absolutely for the, There's way too many clips that like are unnecessary for our viewers. For our listeners, we should just say... So, the next point of what's happening is that he... He's I was having trouble following this. So beginning. essentially what's happening is multiple things are happening at once. I believe that this girl's orphanage is a setup basically for a f- it's like a feeder program for sex trafficking. Yes. yes. That's happening yeah. at the same time though. I think they're trying to get rid of anybody who's communicated uh, like more frequently than uh, like you would expect with one of these girls that's getting taken. So right. they use those letters because this girl's obviously written a lot to Steven Seagal to uh, there's like a counter team 
going over there right. to like, take him out. That's what I was having trouble figuring out. Right at the beginning, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah when, they make, when they make that visit to his house. Yeah. They're on to yeah. Seagal immediately. Yeah. There's, there's no plot that finds Seagal. No. They're just no. always no. saying from the beginning of the movie, they have such trouble killing him. I think but it's always just because he was scene. writing those understand. letters. They wanted to get rid of anybody who knew those girls. So I what think. was the scene in the in the diner that starts with that VO guy? The voiceover guy often shows up to explain what is happening in the movie. I actually kind of like to think that Steven Seagal's internal monologue is just another another dude's voice in it. <laughs> guy's voice. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Well, so he meets his, his old contact buddy, the African-American dude, um, who says, bet you never see me again. And Stephen says, hope that wouldn't, but shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on in that scene is, is the dude tipping, because this dude is immediately becomes clearly on the bad guy's side. Yeah, he's tipping him off. He's tipping off. That's Seagal. why Stephen said, we're even. Are they in Alaska? I, I think so. Yes. Th- at that point, that point yes, they're they in are. Alaska. You say my ass a few times. Oh, you won, Billy. <laughs> what is Seagal's yeah. name? Billy w- Billy Ray. Billy Ray Lansing. William Lansing. <laughs> yes, but and <laughs> the only that's the only guy who calls him Billy Ray. Everyone else he's referred to multiple times as William. Yep. Yes, in Poland. <laughs> so yes, yeah. So then Seagal burns burns these letters from <laughs> the young lady. Mm-hmm. I noticed also that he tries to light one with a lighter and, and doesn't, and then just yeah. throws it in the fire. <laughs> uh, and w- exactly as you were saying, Raj, all these things are happening at the same time. Skinheads bust into Irena's um, orphanage. Uh, they're not skinheads, but they're all no, shaved heads. Very clearly bad guys. Yeah. A bunch of dudes jump out of that van. Do you remember when the guys jump out of the van? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was thinking all the bad guys were there. I was thinking about how bad it probably smelled in that van. And they were they were just <laughs> oh, chilling there for brutal. a long time. They start Terrible lining up farts. the kids, and, and we're kind of into the plot of the movie. We see that this is human trafficking going on not by way of these orphans. Let's let's you know what before we get into the rest of this. Yeah, let's, let's go do to it. flavors of the world. Yeah, well, let's do I it. We need to talk, talk about this. We're doing. We're 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 gonna, we gonna have do some this. flavors. We noticed okay. that Steven Seagal has a lot of Eastern European listeners, so this one goes out to all the poles out there. Oh, they're not gonna like this. They're not gonna like this. Actually, this is not specific to the pole. Maybe your segment is, but. Oh, um, what do you got? My is not specific to the... I want to start off with a... How many people do you think... How many children, women... Sp- specifically women and children are trafficked each year? A, a lot, Probably I'm sure. a lot. Over 800,000. Dude, that's fucked up. And over, like, like around like 20% of those are children. Yeah. Which is that's insane. fucking scary. And, like, the majority of them are all... Eastern European, UAE, Dubai, like that's mm-hmm. like their kind of like route. So I don't know what the fuck is going on over in Eastern Europe, but why are all these kids being trafficked? It's really bad. I'm not saying that like trafficking doesn't exist in other countries. Obviously it does, but like the child trafficking thing seems to be ever so prevalent in Eastern Europe, Dubai, like those places. And it's just like, man, are people not fucking people their regular age over there or what? Like, <laughs> Jesus. I don't understand Well, this. what I thought, again, with this movie, like with... Uh, last week's On Deadly Ground is that Steven Seagal is making a movie with probably a good message and he's bringing Something attention to, to a, he's yeah. making not a good movie sorry guys sorry Steven yeah. but he's bringing attention to what is probably a not very a good very but an enjoyable movie <laughs> regardless yeah. no I agree with you completely I think he's bringing up points that make sense like all of his movies sort of have a message On Deadly Ground they tried to have a message this movie has a message but I mean, you see it in a lot of, like, Taken had the same thing. I mean, it is just a very prevalent theme in, and this isn't anything against the, I'm not saying it's like Eastern European people, but I'm just saying that area has just a, a, it's a rampant problem. It's absurd. 
this is you know, there's been exposés on it. I've seen like you know it's just it it seems like it's just a thing that people are kind of like, well, what are you gonna do? It's, right, it sucks. And Seagal's making movies about it and talking about it. And and just like with last week, I have trouble with using. Su- I appreciate that Seagal is doing this and that no one else really is. And I wonder how the people of Eastern Europe feel about him because again, it seems like he has a lot of fans out there. And I wonder a if lot. people. Yeah, appreciate he's that he's he's talking about this. Um, Could be, yeah. But it, he does. He is also using it in a movie to give him justification to snap necks and do things. All I'm like saying that. is, ladies, <laughs> if you're gonna go take a vacation to Eastern Europe, just be a little bit careful. <laughs> bring bring Flav sure. with you. Yeah. Bring me. <laughs> Teaching some neeks. Well, I thought just to, uh, to get less seriously, Seagal. Although again, doesn't the human trafficking like, not, element. You know, it's like a joke, is, but like, doesn't that kind of concern you? Like, if you were no, a girl, it's not a joke. And I was like, I want to go visit Poland. Like, I'd be like. Ah, I don't know if I should, because what if I end up trafficked? Right. Well, I'd say, yeah, just also did. These people, like, apparently, I was reading up about this. They just, like, take your passport and then just throw you in this room and, like, be like, you got to fuck these people. And if you're like, no, they don't feed you and you can die and get beaten. And then suddenly you're being sold at the Turkish embassy. You've already been sold. Like, that's, so, yeah, like, by the time you get to the airport, you've been sold and your passport is gone and they take it from you and... You're just their slave now. It's crazy. Right. It's crazy. It's some pretty fucked up shit we're dealing with in this movie. I, I think these are definitely the the worst bad guys we've had in terms of morals. Yeah. I don't know why They're I'm getting so riled. These kinds no, of things I, rile I, me up. I, like I, I just, I the children and sex I was trafficking getting, is like something I really. I was like, getting really uncomfortable before Seagal. Like before all that, I've always hated these things. Like w- like more than like anything else. Like I just don't understand it. So, no, it's uh, understandable. Yeah, it, it it is like the worst possible I, thing. Um, I will say, however, very tastefully in this movie, um, tastefully or maybe it's not, maybe it wasn't the best choice, but um, we never actually see girls getting like bought or sold. It's just kind of implied. There's yeah, yeah. there's that Lots scene where the phones are going off and people are like, I'll bid 100000 and then it's just like a picture of a girl crying, but it's like not really... Yes, you but know, that was all that disgusting. There's that one scene with the model like kind of taking a photo, but she's dressed completely normally. She's not uh, even... I th- this you know, was, so this it was, was like a my, little implied. This was my issue with the thing is that she was wearing slightly scandalous clothing. That Irena was always wearing makeup and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So th- they are little girls, and they're supposed to be the bait in this movie. Yeah. And their innocence is supposed to get us riled up. Yeah. Um. But they're also kid stars in the movie. It's, yeah. it's very odd. It, just, it, it, it seemed like it the whole teeter- thing was like a like a semi kidnapping where the guy is like half wanting to be this girl's dad and like half like. Half wanting yes. to bang, like yeah, you, yeah, have, like, you really don't weird. hurt this girl. You don't. You play chess with her. You're like intrigued by how smart she is. You let her set traps, and you're like, hey, let her eat that stuff. Like you're like, dude, aren't you supposed to be selling this girl for sex? Like it was taking very, care it was of her, and, like half kidnapping her but around. Places. Same thing like, with Seagal. Weird. He basically abducts yeah. two children and adopts yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't think. In the I think totally they willingly wanted to go with him. He, does he keep that boy in his hotel yeah. room for a week? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That kid was having a blast, man. That kid was having a life. That kid goes from being. In the shitty ass orphanage, eating like God knows what, like living in to like just balling it up with Seagal, like giving him like women advice. <laughs> like, All right, let's bring it up. Let's take right. it there. Keith David, non Seagal MVP. All right. Oh, we're doing it. Keith David, non Seagal MVP. Welcome back. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. Yes, very heavy subject matter in this, but there are some lighter moments. Would you give your non Seagal MVP to that gentleman? To, <laughs> his, to his the, partner in crime to the little boy yeah <laughs> i you know what the little boy is not bad i i uh, yeah you know what i think 
That kid, just based on the fact that he t- he told Steven Seagal to give that chick a hug. Yeah, <laughs> that was When great. Seagal was going to leave for this, like, where he might die scene, you know? And, like, he's, like, leaving and his, like, love interest is just standing there. And he hugs the kid. And then the kid's, like, like motioning to Seagal to hug the girl. I was like, all right, that kind of <laughs> that kind of puts it up in my book. This kid, Seagal essentially... Uh, this pickpocket. This young orphan. boy pickpocket, the, the Polish short round. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gets gets eyes on the bad guys early in the movie when they abduct these girls from the yeah. orphanage. So he becomes and he pickpockets our main bad guy yeah. at a certain point in that. He later he pickpockets this pickpocket drunk child. Yes, <laughs> alcoholic. Seagal befriends him and realizes that he's important to to the mission and and keeps him in his and hotel room. Him, yeah, be, where this he kid is trying to drink liquor. Constantly. The kid, the kid drinks the liquor. Yeah, he downs that liquor. <laughs> he eats some of uh, of uh, fake fruit, <laughs> and yeah. he drinks the beer. <laughs> yeah. Don't you love Flav when Seagal comes in and immediately knows that the kid has the beer behind I'm his telling back? you, Seagal and this kid, they're going to be great father. And so, I mean, I just, I'm so happy for it's that kid. It's a good kid. team. That kid's life changed, man. Yeah, of course. Those, those like, sex traffickers were the best thing they, that happened to that kid. <laughs> they solved the crime together. They did it. They did it together. It's really father I also son like how bonding. the kid tried to pickpocket Steven but couldn't. He's like, you're fast. But not fast enough. I know exactly. But Steven loves this kid because yeah. the kid's got skills. You yeah, know, Steven yeah, sees it in this yeah. kid. Uh, it's the best. He's got potential. And he becomes he becomes Seagal's son at the end. Who do you take uh, for skills wise, this kid, or uh, Sunny Storm from Hard to Kill? Sunny Storm versus this kid. <laughs> I would say Sunny Storm because he was in a much more dire situation. But he didn't do anything. He just ran everywhere. He jumps out that window. And he goes to O'Malley's house. This this kid's <laughs> life was never really in danger. That's no, true. that like like he was never in a situation Fair. where like he was getting shot Fair. at or anything. We like don't. That, I'm gonna so. I'm gonna say I can't comment because we didn't really see what the kid did. Let's send that one out to Twitter as well. We didn't did you see what Sonny's Sunny kid Storm did. No, or we don't know how the they would have reacted. Like, <laughs> Smitty, who's your non Seagal MVP? Oh, geez. Who you got, Smitty? Who do I have? This is a tough Smitty. one. Make I up s- your mind. Uh. <laughs> I've got a youth kids class to teach. <laughs> Jim. All right, okay. Keith so David is sawing off a shotgun here. So my uh, non-skull MVP, I think, is gonna have to be the gentleman who uh, lets Stephen gain access to Dandrus. the uh, <laughs> to the uh, to the embassy to the Turkish Dandrus. embassy at the party he because looks like he looks Russ. like a good friend of ours. Shout out to Mr. Dan Russ. Dan, Dan, the taper man. Um, but yeah, that's definitely my non-Segal MVP. <laughs> we really enjoyed. Awesome. We love you, Dan Russ, and we really enjoyed pretending that you were in this movie eating hors d'oeuvres while Segal <laughs> yeah, runs yes, around and solves crimes. And like the bad guys are all mad at him, great. but they don't. He's just like, I don't know what's going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. And he like <laughs> smiles about. It. He's like, I don't know. He's the one guy in any Segal movie who befriends and helps Segal and gets away scot free. Yeah, he just gets to eat hors d'oeuvres all night. <laughs> he doesn't. He's like at a fancy ass party, just chilling and like has no idea what's happening. So my, that's my non-skull MVP. Cool. My, my MVP is going to go to, and, and again, this is the most, uh, I, I'm not proud giving my MVP to this guy because he's a Spit bad guy. Spit it out, guy. boy. But I'm going to go with the blonde bad guy in, in, who comes in in the yellow jacket Thor? who looks like Sabretooth, who looks like Thor, who looks like Chris Hemsworth on meth, 
who looks like Colin uh, Farrell if he grew his hair out. Colin Farrell if he grew his and hair out. Had a out, baby maybe. with Crimson Hemsworth. I like to think that he looked like the Scott older brother Con. from Home Improvement, Zachary <laughs> Ty Bryan, <laughs> all grown up, but like serious <laughs> emphasis on grown. Uh, That's <laughs> okay. Awesome. He was the worst person ever. Yeah, he was We've bad. seen some. Oh, yeah. Michael Caine last week was over <laughs> the top, was but bad. this was out of control. First of all, you know, I mean, he's a rapist to start with. We can assume, and his name is Phazon. Phazon. He's selling kids into human slavery. Um, but he also lives in the, the shit he wears, the stuff he does. He burns that rose. He's so absurd. He's Sorry. obsessed with like <laughs> these Terminator entrances with his like overgrown leather bomber jacket. And he he like, wears walks a duster. In, in the shadows, and I'm like, dude, you are not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Stop doing this. He loves coming out of the shadows. Like, three <laughs> scenes uh, separately, he does the same like walk in, and I'm like, people know it's fucking you, man. Just right, we just, get come it. On, dude. We're bad. Like, he comes in in that in that. J- Floor length duster, yeah. sets a rose duster on fire, and then kills the orphanage's Miss Hannigan, Rachel <laughs> Dratch. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just hear the scream at the end. We see a lot of dead bodies. At, you can tell that the budget because we see so many dead bodies after the fact. It's like crime scenes. He also. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They like went to real crisis. They're like, quick. Yeah. <laughs> he makes an example of that uh, other orphanage girl who said she wanted to be a model. Oh, yeah. And who screams when they take her picture. Um, he sets her on fire or something. We see we see charred remains of some kind. Yeah. yeah but we also see a fully intact letter clue yep. for Seagal on top of her. <laughs> and this bad guy, what is his as- palatial estate that he is living I don't in? No. That place was fucking sweet, man. It was it clearly was, one was of the sets that they had for the movie. And so he does the everything. Like Two hundred rooms in it. It was huge. It was huge. But he I he, thought that was like the um the embassy. Was that the em- was he I don't living even there know. too? I have no was idea. Just, I'm so confused. <laughs> is he the only person in this embassy? Was he living on the couch like, at the front I was like, desk that's of the like embassy? That's like the nicest embassy <laughs> I've seen. It, it was, was really enormous. nice. But he boxes the there bar. in the same spot. He fences there. Oh yeah, yeah. fencing scene, guys. Fencing scene. He gets uh he gets a, a tux fitted there. Yeah, he, oh, yeah, does, he does. He's getting he tailored. He he's continu- also like everybody that's doing working with him is like, you know, in other movies, like bad guys know that like, oh, this guy might kill me if I fuck up or something. But they're generally like on the same side. This is like every single one of his assistants is like, this guy is fucking creepy. Like, I really don't want to work with this. Like all of their facial yeah. expressions are like, oh, this guy is like really fucking creepy. Yeah. When he when he hands the the envelopes of the tapes and the photos that yeah. are supposed to be sent out the world to auction to that really the chubby good dude who yep. I thought was definitely a DJ on the side. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, he's yes. definitely DJing yes. nights. Him. Then there's a, the tailor was creeped out. Yeah. Uh, everyone just always giving the dude so a look creeped of, out oh, by this man. guy. Like, what is your deal, yeah. bro? Like. He gets like, oh, the fencing guy. He like, yep. He like slashes his neck for no reason. Like, dude had given up. Like, you what? And he's pain is your he's friend. Like, Learn to live with pain, and it will set you free. And the guy's like, all right, <sighs> okay, okay, I guess. Thanks, man. He's Fucking playing price. chess. He he's Constantly. supposed to be some s- socialite upper class. Yeah, he's just villain. a fucking douche. Yeah, he is a huge douche. Like I'm s- like Stephen. This is how big of a douche he is. Spoiler alert: Stephen doesn't even waste his time trying to kill this guy. Like it was like no, one slash. Abrupt. He's like, yeah. I'm gonna fucking kill this guy. Like not even. Well, he does. He does put down his gun and they go butt to butt, butt to butt for just, a moment. Yeah, That's he, he, he thought the gun to was too quick, but he wanted to give him a little bit of pain. But it was made Marion slash the shit out of that guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So is this our most evil villain that we've had so far? Do you think? I mean, yes and no, because he's like sex trafficking, but like you don't actually see him do anything bad. He's just wandering around with this kid everywhere. I think the he's implication like, play chess is with there. Me. Play chess with is, me, girl. Is You're there. so he's smart. pretty evil. He has this massive empire. He it seems to be he's making a ton of money off doing sex this. trafficking. Yeah, and he's doing it through uh, strange organizations called I United Alliance of Nations and Itera. 
Yeah, it's it's some higher up shit. It's pretty. It's some pretty devious stuff. Follow so, the money. So he gets my MVP. Hit yeah. that music again. <laughs> Boys, that was a great segment. I'm so I'm Keith B. David. He's David. Thanks for stopping by. He's creepier than Keith David in Requiem for a Dream. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's. Good. We love you, Keith uh, David. Come on our podcast, please. <laughs> I love you. Um, okay, so we kind of get into Seagal fighting here now. We've we've set the scene. We're mm. going to keep cutting back to the bad guys saying, hey, we need to kill this guy. We're going to keep cutting back to Seagal f- slowly figuring out exactly the plot using all these these cryptic... Do- what, were the, what was the style of... The ciphers. ciphers. All these ciphers that he's taught Irena to, to leave him. She leaves yeah. one in food. She leaves one <laughs> on a wall. She leaves one on this girl's dead body. She uses that talcum powder and a yep. mirror to, to leave a, a mm. little message. Oh, yeah. She's smart. And what I don't understand is her role exactly. Does the bad guy like her in particular? Why is she always with the bad guy? Um, I think he appreciates her intelligence. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like, She's playing chess with her like, dad. Like it's yeah, it's it's. it's this guy's uh, like, it's I kind of want to adopt this chick. It's now. A weird relationship. He only beats her at chess when he drugs her orange juice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. I thought like something creep, terrible man. was going to happen after that, but it's like. They just That's like what I'm saying. They, they, they very room. tastefully did this. They, did, they didn't. Like, they didn't show any like. It doesn't. Was it implied that it like yeah. like? I don't that, think so. Or I don't like, think so. Did man. she actually just bring her to like? I, I think room. he just really wanted to beat her at chess because she kicked his ass last time and she was like, "Oh, you're defending your king wrong." And he was like, "Fuck! Like, how am I supposed to beat this bitch at chess? <laughs> there is some drug the shit out of this just to beat her at chess." She's like, fuck this chick, man. I won. I won oh at chess. Oh, my God. Like, uh, sir, did you drug this chick just to beat her <laughs> yeah, at chess? <laughs> no. Maybe. He's like, why? Is that not what villains do? <laughs> like, do sir, aren't you supposed to sold this chick like a week ago? Like, what <laughs> What are you doing with her, man? We're in a different country right now. It's like when Deep Blue gave Gary Kasparov that poisoned Yoo-Hoo. Sir, your <laughs> wife is asking. It's like, sir, your wife is asking why her ticket to this ball has been given to this 13-year-old child. <laughs> I know, like, right? I just appreciate her intelligence. Fucking, why does everybody keep asking me this I need shit? to get a ticket to this ball. Get me <laughs> off. Okay, a really good scene um, when Seagal first encounters the bad guys is when they surround him in that cabin. He says something along the lines of, I built this cabin? With my, uh, yeah. With my bare hands? With, with, my, no, money. No, with my money. With my with money. My money. He's just oh, right. He's donating to the orphanage. Okay, yep. I get it. Um, he surrounds that. Well, I really enjoy that he walks into the middle of the room. It's empty. He goes, Lord have mercy. What a mess. <laughs> and, and all the bad guys then filter into the room <laughs> like, like he knew they were there yep. the entire time. Uh, something very important happens in the scene. So let's send it to one of our favorite segments. Snap it with Mr. Smitty. Oh, that was the smoothest segue we've like, had. Where I is think. he going with this fucking thing? <laughs> Snap it with Mr. Smitty. Oh, yeah, motherfucker. 2004, out of reach. That's what's up. Steven Seagal. Come on our podcast. Snap it with Smitty. As you guys know, we got our over under has been changed to four and a half. And right now, as of today, in this movie, we had one snap. Oh. It was kind of kind of bare bones today, but we got one. We we didn't get the goose egg. We did not get the goose egg, so I I appreciate that. 
We had one knee snap in the cabin oh, confrontation. It was, yep, brutal. It was, it was brutal pretty bad. Snap. It was pretty bad. There was one moment where like Seagal helped some guy like crack his knuckles for him. Yes. <laughs> it was actually the bad guy, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was at I the do end. think that was supposed to be a snap, right. but then like it's if hard you, to continue a fight with broken fingers, so they're just right. like, all right, like fuck it, just like it was. Do it. it was like, a strange scene where Seagal grabs the man's finger, the yeah. back of his. It fingers. would be a snap if you were to do Here, that. Here, actually, to just do, just do it to me. I mean, it's just to me real quick. Be like a four finger. Talking to the mic, Reg. <laughs> All right, let me let me keep this like this. So okay, Seagal. The point is, Seagal, is I just called you Seagal. You're right. If you were actually to do this, this is just a breakout for. We're gonna. You know what? Let's just combine talking neeks with this segment. We'll throw on some talking neeks. Let's just do a combined yeah, yeah, segment. Yeah, yeah, for there was this. only one step. Because I might as well discuss. Yeah, here we go. Because you know what? This is a. Oh, yeah, talking neeks. Talking neeks with a brown man. While snapping with Smith. Ooh, I like this combination. <laughs> so this happens in a couple of his movies. So it's happened in the past, and it's going to happen again. So I just want to make this note. So the point of this thing, what he does, he does this a lot. So the, it'll be like a palm up, and the fingers will be bent down. And the way that this is supposed to work in Aikido and Jiu-Jitsu is you're supposed to use one hand to brace to, to brace the wrist so that the hand can't move down. And what you do Raj is, is bend, grabbing my wrist. I'm, hol- I'm holding my hand. You bend the hand. fingers backward. <gasps> oh! <laughs> Ooh! So, Ooh, that felt nice. Thanks for cracking my knuckles for me, man. So if you bend it to a certain point, you might just crack somebody's fingers. If you bend oh. it further, you're actually going to break their fingers. What what a lot of people do is that they'll use this as a control mechanism so you can put somebody in an immense amount of pain with this finger lock, essentially, mm-hmm. and then talk to them or whatever. And if you need to break it, break it and move on to something else. But if you break their fingers, how one, how are you supposed to continue a fight with that person? Right, especially a sword in a movie, fight. And then you'd have to, and if you did continue, you'd have to somehow show that he had mangled fingers. So that's just such a pain in the ass that I think they right. just do the crack to imply that, oh, now he's, he snapped his fingers and then they keep fighting. But that makes no sense. Yeah. I, yeah. I realize yeah. that. But like in action, so realistically, what you'd want to do if I was to choreograph this, what I would do is I would snap that finger and I would show him like with a mangled hand. And then I'd move on to strikes or something else and I would not have him attack me again. I wouldn't do that move. <laughs> To somebody who's a main villain, he yeah. did that to somebody who it needs. Yeah, 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 you need exactly. to do that to like a secondary goon. Right. Snap, right, yes. and then like you broke his fingers, then you like do something else, like maybe beat the shit out of him after that, and like then he's out. Right, like even that snap alone wouldn't put a, an attacker out because you got broken fingers, but with adrenaline running, he's still gonna keep coming at you. But so you sure. gotta finish yes. him off with something else. So that's where I think the choreographing is a little bit. When you that actually study these techniques, you're like, all right, I wouldn't do that in a real fight at that moment. Right. It's not appropriate. Well, especially in the movie, and why put the sound effect in if it's not a real snap? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it doesn't even put us at the over at that point, so our no, gamblers no. needn't all worry up, about yep. that. All and actually, all thank you for cracking Vegas. my fingers, Raj. Yeah, it I feels really that. good. It happened just like the bad guy in the movie. <laughs> You guys are cute. I'm going to later leap up the stairs and then have you walk by me and then leap down onto you (laughs) and start punching you in the stomach, but it's clearly not you. (laughs) (laughs) It looked like Steven has a bad indigestion at that point. He was just like... He looked bloated, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, He He looked like he was He wasn't even pained from the rib shots. He was just like... So oh, he just ate like fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> there was, it like was they cut the scene. He's like, I need some Mylanta, guys. This Polish food is oh, getting to me. We're brought to you by Mylanta, Coke, Pepsi, Wendy's, <laughs> Sense of Action, uh, Qdoba. <laughs> I love Qdoba. I might get some Qdoba uh, after this, man. Qdoba. Seriously, Seagal was brought oh, to you hey, by Qdoba. There were a few moments where Seagal was clearly not in the movie uh, doing the action as he oh, was. Yeah. And there was I also mean, a moment where, because of the voiceovers, 
not being him, I was very jarred and thrown off. There was a moment where he walked into a scene, and I was telling you, Smitty, I really thought that it was a puppet of Seagal. I really yeah. thought there was a Muppet or <laughs> it a, did look like a, that a paper at one point. mache head. His eyes looked so, he looked like a fat version of the newscaster from the Muppets. His, <laughs> his eyes were so small and tiny, and they looked like like little buttons or something Squints. had been sewn into his face. But actually, that was just Seagal's face. Oh, no, that's just his face. We love you, Seagal. Come on our podcast. We love you. We love you. Seriously. Thank you for being you. Um, the music in this movie was great. Did you guys notice that? There were a lot of live bands. Mm. That one scene um, when Seagal... Seagal, does he live at that hotel? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> this is always uh, my yeah, question sure, in, sure. in a lot of Seagal's Let's movies. Let's just go with it. Where did he <laughs> yeah. live before yeah. the movie started? <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, he just like He was living in that Alaskan refuge. He lived in... It was a he refuge li- that he lived in? It was a cabin. Or yeah, whatever. he was just in the middle of... He lived in a cabin there, so now he's living in a hotel, right? Yeah. And then the goons come in to try to kill him. The yep. goons come to try to kill him so many times in this movie. Wait, pretty bad. Are you talking about the hotel or the sex hotel that he's in? I'm talking about the hotel the scene. Hotel. Where it ends and they up also come into that sex place to shoot him. The, the whorehouse, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. of course, which was a very uncomfortable thing for me. But what a classy whorehouse. It was, it was and they, really and they nice. they destroyed it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, get out, all you girls, get out of here. We the got series business <laughs> to take care of, and then they have a shootout <laughs> inside. Nice we might have to do I a... I really a, want to go to that yeah, whorehouse. Yeah, we should do a visit on, on location. Seriously, Not even for the whores. It's just such a nice place. It was it was beautiful. It looked like a... Museum or it was where Catherine the Great would visit her lovers, oh, of yeah. course. And Seagal right. pretends to be a Russian. Um, <laughs> do you remember the scene though in the in the first hotel um, where there's the jazz band outside the d- playing outside? Oh my God! And Seagal drops a body like on top of a car, like right next to them. He gets the guy dangling by a sheet out the window. Seagal is holding one end of the bed sheet. Like, tell me who sent you. Yeah. He's like, no. He's like. All right, and he just drops. <laughs> he just, he just go, got yeah. one chance. And it's like, wait, whoa! <laughs> Even that guy was probably like, "Holy shit, yeah. I'm gonna tell you the second time." <laughs> yeah, you yeah, just like, that's one more time. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I'm okay with this in a way because every single movie, they're always like, "I'm gonna drop you, tell me what it is." And he's like, "No," he's like, "I'm gonna drop you, tell me." What it is. So I'm kind of happy that Seagal was like, "You know what? You want to tell me? Go fuck yourself." Well, that's Seagal's thing. I'm did not you, gonna do this. Did you I'm notice it, this with you in the chess, the chess, the chess metaphor? That was going on in this yeah. movie at the end. Mm. Um, it's you know the black and white. Right, Seagal yeah, is yeah. always the black. Yes, he is yes. always the one willing to be the bad guy to defeat the true bad guys uh-huh. because he's a man with a dark and sordid past. Damn, that's some deep <laughs> always, shit, dude. You just got seriously Seagal. Speaking that of deep. That, was <laughs> that was deep, some deep shit. Viewers, Speak- send in how deep that was. <laughs> how deep <laughs> is your Seagal? How deep, <laughs> how deep did P Bear just get with Seagal? I'm learning a lot. Eleven episodes in, I'm just learning Seagal's whole thing. It's an educational podcast. He's the man in black, man. He's yeah. he's he's Johnny Cash. He Dude, his Seagal strut is so good. Even in this movie where he's like lost his, you know, he's not in his form and stuff. But like, there's some moments where he walks in with black and he's just fucking strutting, and it reminds you of that 1990, 1992 classic, mm. just when he's in black, just strutting like oh, fucking strutting. Steven Seagal, man. Like, what do you want? <laughs> he does have. How some do great you want to do this? And though you can't understand what he says a lot of the time, he says some pretty good stuff. Want to send it to our our, uh, our favorite one liners? Uh, maybe do some uh, flaves faves man, for the, just the good people at home. Peter is embarrassing us with these segues today, Smitty. <laughs> we are not getting any of these segues. It's it's not a race. <laughs> no, I'm just saying we're not contributing to these segues at all. Flaves faves. faves. You know, what are your faves, Flave? <laughs> The thrill of the chase. It's a constant source of entertainment for me. 
That wasn't even Seagal. That was a creepy fucking bar. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's when the creepy dude meets the pickpocket kid and says, I'll give you the count of 10 to run away. Yes. And then starts counting down. And then the guy was like, why are you doing that? Like, that's what I'm saying. Is all his henchmen are always like, what are you doing, man? Like, why? Yeah. It's and like he's like, the thrill of the chase. Dude, just be it's cool. It's a constant source of entertainment for me. Like, right. right, dude. Okay. He's getting his jollies right. from watching little kids run away. Really? That's why you don't have a girlfriend, dude? Because the thrill of the chase? <laughs> all right. <laughs> asshole. Maybe it's because you're selling women on the black market. All right. <laughs> then Steven has this like playful thing where he's like kind of talking with his love interest. He does it a couple times, but he's just like, she's like, you know, like, who are you? Who are you? And I really thought, like, again, this is the one time they break from this in the movie where they never talked about his past. But he's like, I guess I'm just an amateur. I guess I'm just an amateur shooting in the dark. <laughs> and she's just like, who are you? <laughs> and then the second time you see him with this girl at that same like hotel bar maybe or something. She's at a bar all the time. <laughs> and yeah, she's, she's talking she's to drinker. this guy who's her uncle. And <laughs> Steven sees this and like a creep comes in and says, you know, you shouldn't be drinking with guys like that. <laughs> and then she looks at him and she's like, maybe I shouldn't be drinking with you. <laughs> and he just like smiles. He's Very like, yeah. sure. <laughs> That's a great moment. Skip, skip, skip. It's such a Seagal. It's such an overcooked egg of Seagal to uh, interrupt someone's conversation with And then the she told chip. him, that's yeah. my uncle, and he was just like, oh, I skip, see. skip, skip, skip. <laughs> um, and then finally, he gets this chick drunk and goes, why don't I be your designated driver? I'll take you wherever you want to go. Oh, so smooth. I was like, dude, I got to <laughs> fucking steal that. that <laughs> Except the girl that oh. I'm dating right now does not drink, so that, <laughs> that doesn't well, work there at all. There you go. I, I didn't think, you know, not to flavors of the world it for a second, but this... Uh, this depiction of the Polish people, I didn't think was very. There's a lot of a lot of drinking going on with the Polish people. Yeah, yeah. it's more. I don't know if they necessarily. That's right Russian. after they discover that clue, they are immediately at a bar uh, doing shots. Do you doing think it's like shots. they're yeah. similar to the Russians in that sense? That they love vodka and stuff. Like, I think that there was a lot of vodka going down. And the kid, the kid also drinks the vodka in the hotel Yeah, the room. kid does. Yeah. What else uh, you got? Give us some more facts. There's, there's, there's one. So there's there's uh, three more. And one of them was the one that you uh, started us off with, actually. Let's hear it. This is my favorite moment in life, <laughs> when the predator becomes a prey. Nice. I love it. Um, and then the last one that I'm going to do myself uh, is going to be where, again, it's with this girl, his love interest. And I thought nobody else laughed. My co-host did not laugh at all. <laughs> but I thought this was very Hold on. Cheeky. Let me just say, you didn't laugh. You just said... That was funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember this part. So he's he's removing himself. a bullet from oh, yeah. this chick's <laughs> shoulder, and he does it and everything, and she this wakes up in ridiculous. bed. <laughs> she wakes up in bed, and she's obviously, like, changed. And she's like, oh, and, like, you know, covers up her titties. <laughs> and he's, like, sitting right next to her, and he's like, don't worry. I closed my eyes during the procedure. I was like, oh, that's pretty fucking funny. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you know, because you obviously can't close your eyes during the procedure, Seagal uh, helps her out with <laughs> the, the first, not an overcooked egg. The first time we've seen Seagal do some surgery, yeah, surgically Seagal, yeah, out, surgically pull out the wound, today. and then he, you know, he cauterized it afterwards. It, but she is fine yeah, after she's that. So hot. She is she's like, trying on clothes oh, later that yeah, day. She saying, is. This feels great. This Full range of motion in that shoulder. I, hot. I was like, yeah, she is hot. She is fine. She is fine. But there is woman. one line that takes the cake, and it's a it's an interaction between Stephen. Well, let me preface this by saying it. It's supposed to be Steven, but again, it's not voiced by Steven. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And what's happening is they're in a shootout with him and his ex-partner, this black dude that we saw at the very beginning of the movie. Right. And His uh, name probably could be Leon Washington. It's Lewis. It's Lewis, Lewis, okay. Oh, wow. You were Lewis close. Morton. 
Lewis Morton. All right. Okay. Uh, wow. Okay. Um, and they're they're basically trading barbs with each other. So I'm gonna let I'm gonna let this play because I just can't do this justice. So. This is a voiceover at one of the climaxes of the movie. Seagal apparently couldn't get his lines right. Take it away, boys. Sounds like your friends down below. Down in the wild, Billy. Like the old saying goes, good guys finish last. Nice guys. <laughs> Gone soft. Look where that got you tonight, huh? Billy Ray? Lewis, you're playing a horse game. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't nothing but a whore. Now you know what happens to whores, don't you now? What? <laughs> whores always get fucked, don't they? You gonna fuck me, huh? <laughs> Dude, I would, hey, if I don't... I'm out. Ain't that a coincidence? I'm out, too. That was great. <laughs> Who... Who is voicing this? See? I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, how do you want to play this? And they're <laughs> it's your call, man. All right, I think we're good uh, on that. Well, it's like almost done. We might as well you. just stand for the long haul. Hey, I was just kidding. I was just kidding, too. Oh, there it is. And he takes care of him. Two shots to the chest. Jesus exactly. Christ. Seagal being the bad guy here, in a sense, he's cheating. He's not being an honorable Also, the only person. way, the only time we hear him being called Billy Ray. But, yeah, if you heard that, nobody would be able to guess who Steven Seagal was in that no. exchange. If you didn't know that he was supposed to be Billy Ray. Like, you would think the first guy talking could have been him, too. Like, who, who's to say? It was, it was ridiculous. I couldn't, we couldn't believe it. Hopefully this doesn't happen again. So just in case I know, you I missed enjoyed the, it. the main line funny. of that is, you're a whore, and you know what happens to whores, they get fucked. <laughs> so that is my favorite one-liner from this movie. It's a good one. Having just spent true. time in the whorehouse, I found it very yeah. uncomfortable to, that Seagal was enjoying the whorehouse as much as he was. He was doing he a little was. bit of ogling. Yeah. Do you want to get sexually Seagal for a second? <gasps> That's what... You read my mind, peeps. Oh, there we go. It's exactly what I said. Mind if I do some skipping? Yeah. So, in this segment of sexually Seagal, features his relationship with um, the police woman mm -hmm. from. Um, the Polish police. What, right. What's, what, her what's her title? I don't even know. I like, don't know. I don't even know her name. Man, I don't even know Polish what her title care was. About that. But, um, about you know, there are many times in this I thought they were going to get down, and there was lots of opportunities for them too. But it just it never Dude, took this off. Is the longest theme song I've ever heard. It's, it's great, it's right? It's like it's like two more minutes. I love so this. good. It's no, it's a good. This um, is fucking awesome. Seagal meets her once again for the second. Another overcooked egg is that for the second week in a row we see an attractive woman and we know that she is going to be this role in the movie. Right. Um, Seagal's quasi love interest, who he tells the hotel is his wife, um, <laughs> but he's but too shy to hug goodbye when he might go die, and like this ten-year-old boy has to be like the dad, future dad. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> hug this. Hug the hug kid is just like my mom bone down right now on this chick. <laughs> she's or a beautiful Polish woman who is oh, again so sexy. twenty-five years younger than Seagal probably. <laughs> she meets him for the first time when I thought this was there. You know, w with the themes of. Uh, human trafficking going on and the seriousness of that. I think probably why he didn't 
bone down on this young lady <laughs> is is that would be inappropriate. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're trying to find a sex trafficked kid. You probably don't want to find right. right uh, I mean, another <laughs> inappropriate <laughs> moment <laughs> for me was when he's give, when she catches him. She first meets him. He's giving a young boy his phone number and hotel <laughs> oh, address. Yeah, oh yeah, they're sitting on the stairs together. Yeah. He's like, so if you find anything, just give me a call. <laughs> I'll always be waiting by the phone. It's like, <laughs> she it's comes like up and is like, hello, excuse me, sir? <laughs> yeah, you're like, what are you doing, you creep? <laughs> the scenes between uh, she and Seagal were completely unintelligible. <laughs> it was tough. I could not understand uh, what was happening. Um, but I, enjo- I enjoyed her. She did take a shot to the... the uh, Right yeah, above sh- her heart. Yes, right in the shoulder. Gunshot dealt with some Seagal cauterizing the wound Took and pulling it like out a bullet. Champ. Mm. Took it like a serious mm. champ. Fucking champ. Mm. Again, the next day, she's having a great time. Let's go to the embassy ball. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Get my uh, dress out. Ah, the embassy so, ball. Keith, you know, <laughs> get out of here, man. We're done See, with There was definitely tension Keith, there, but on. nothing ever happened. So it was kind of a letdown, but. Yes. Yeah, you know. Sometimes that happens. Polish chicks, what a tease, huh? <laughs> she does like to tie one on. That's why she needs to go to be her drunk, her designated driver, rather. Dude, yeah, oh, man. I hope they banged at some point. Along the same Off lines camera. of sex trafficking, plus um, the whorehouse. Yeah, again, just it's it's a strange choice to make uh, for Seagal to go there. Maybe they're they're trying to tie yeah, in those uh, themes together. But what a nice Japanese themed room. But know? it was a re- yeah, but it was a really nice, cool. it was a really nice place. And Seagal uh, was lo- <laughs> Seagal was loving that place. He and, was. He and was. the madam was loving Seagal and telling him the history of the place. Yeah. They, yeah. And uh, I loved when he walked into the room and said, "Nice room. Nice room." <laughs> yeah. Just fits his like his um, you know Eastern uh, Asian tastes. I would yeah, say it does. You know, it does. Absolutely. It was like so Seagal. It reminds so me Seagal. of my youth. You think Seagal only bangs Asian chicks in real life? Uh, mm, we could find that out. We should ask that when he's on the podcast. Steven, come to our podcast. We've got so many fucking questions. Uh, yeah. Do we want to just go to the the finale, the embassy? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Because, really, so what happens between there? Uh, do we find a, another cache of weapons at some point? No, he asks that the girls, the, the police officer's uncle, right, the one he accused of like hitting her before, and was like, "You shouldn't drink with this guy." Um, for <laughs> all of his guns, apparently, this motherfucker has just a cache of guns. I love this about Steven Seagal movies. I will never ever get tired of this overcooked eggs. I love the scene <laughs> where they just have like a shit ton of guns just like laid out in front of them, and he's like, "All right, here yeah. we go," because you know shit's about to pop up. Like, look at all those goddamn guns. Like, this is gonna be awesome. It always happens at the same point in the movie. Oh, too. It's great. I'm like, yep. look at look at this. Yep. Bitch. Oh, so something weird happens actually, where he goes to the embassy and then escapes from it. Remember when he yeah, he just party with Dan Russ, right? Dan Russ gets well, him into ba- the party. It's, it's basically because he he doesn't know who this guy is yet. He right. hasn't seen him, him, so out. he he basically is going there to scope him he out has and the find kid out ID who him. actually who. But this then guy it all he sees the food right, and it says it's a trap. Right. Okay. So that's why he gets out of there. Yes. But there is a scene which I thought was actually well shot, that. where we see Seagal on one side of a door, and Arena has just escaped from her her very Ine- inept, inept captor, <laughs> captor, <laughs> who looked like um a cross between Mr. Bean and do you remember Phil from Lost? Do you remember the show yes, Lost and the character yes, Phil? He yes. looked a lot like that guy. Oh, she God, runs yeah. right past this guy. He <laughs> also is supposed to be an assassin, I think, at some point. Does he try to kill Seagal? Yeah, at one yeah, point? yeah, yeah. He's the he guy does. with the double guns that was like he tossed he the thing over on top of the police officer. Right. Okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and then Seagal oh yeah, she also shot up. He gets shot up pretty good. Right, yeah. oh, that's at the whorehouse. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Oh yeah, he gets blown away. Yeah, how did the police officer chick get into the whorehouse? Because she was. I there. was wondering that too. 
They, they walk right back into the room that he had used when he solicits that prostitute to yeah. help him uh, <laughs> blackmail uh, Vladimir Putin back. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I guess there was, yeah, yeah. Oh, there was a little bit of time guy, yeah, that went good. into that because she had to blackmail him. And so, so, and then he went over to the horse. So in that time, while they were setting that guy up, she probably, the police officer probably came to that room. Because right. he was like, we're setting this guy up. Get the fuck over here. Um, was that blackmail effective? I couldn't tell. Yeah. Either did, I did mean they Putin did fall he for it. He went. They went to the whorehouse, so he did fall for it. Yeah. yeah. So there's essentially just all this circling and pawns moving, and we're losing some rooks and bishops here and oh, there. Oh, But we're really no, setting didn't. up the meeting between these you know two what? kings. <sighs> it's just sad because, like, I feel like if that when he went to that embassy for the first time and that chick was behind the door, man, if this was. If this was above the law, Nico, if this was hard to kill, if this was out for justice, yeah, you know, he would have just raised hell right in the middle of that party. I thought yes. so, too. He would have had everybody just screaming and running out, and he would have just been going for it. Like, he shakes hands this. with the main villain and then runs away. Are you kidding? <laughs> and all he does is give him a really firm grip, and the guy's like, oh, you got a firm grip there. Of it's like, course. <laughs> think back to your 1990s roots, man. You would have fucking laid this guy out right there and be like, where's the girl? And they would have been like, you can't do that, man. Like, you can't just come in here busting up people's stuff. And it's like, that's what you used to do, though. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of have Stephen's final assault now. He he sets up his, his family in the hotel, who is the, <laughs> the lovely Polish policewoman oh, so and uh, the yeah, son that he has essentially adopted. Uh, the pickpocket kid who likes to drink. Yes. He leaves the kid with <laughs> this guy who I was thinking was the Polish John Wayne Gacy. Uh, yeah, hotel very owner. similar. It he leaves the kid uh, with this guy. And you know that the, the guy is immediately going, hey, kid, and then popping open the bottle of vodka, <laughs> pouring out one for you, two for me. <laughs> um, so he's in safe hands, the young the young boy. Uh, and we go to this this final assault at the embassy. Some crazy stuff happens. I was eating my second plate of Indian food because <laughs> nice. I was watching. That I was hanging crazy. out with, with an Indian man and watching a, <laughs> an older Seagal, so it just made me want to eat Indian food. <laughs> just give me some spicy food. Um, so I'm not exactly sure what happens. I do remember a grenade rolling into a closet. One of the bad guys looking in and jumping out of the way, and then the other bad guy looking in yeah. <laughs> quizzically yeah. and getting yeah. blown yeah, in the yeah, face. Yeah, he gets blown that up was real awesome. good. Yeah, he's like, what was that guy running away he's from? He's like, get out. He's What's like, in there? No. Oh, great. <laughs> Right, he has the big standoff in the whorehouse. I, oh, God, I don't even understand. Predator becomes prey. Oh, okay, all right. So we finally get to the, the last scene back in the palatial estate. Is that part of the embassy? I don't know. The geography of this it, movie had me confused yeah, because they're also talking confusing. about Turkey, yeah, and it turns out I it was just, a Turkish <laughs> embassy. The Turkish embassy in Poland, that's what I think it is. And, and, yeah. and also just how hard is it to kill Seagal if you want to kill Seagal? It seems if you're the most connected group of people in the world and you have so much money, and he's apparently this close to you the entire time. You should be able to do it. Uh, just uh, That's a bad, 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 bad or <laughs> bad guy work. Um, but we kind of come down to the two big bosses in the end. Seagal walks into the palatial estate where Zachary Ty Bryan has been training. We've seen him boxing. We've seen him fencing. And Seagal immediately gets a drop on him with a gun. Yeah. Reina is there for some reason in her white dress. And Seagal says his famous predator becomes prey line. Arena says, who are you? What did you think about that, Rush? Uh, 30,000 people getting human trafficked in Europe alone. That's in fucking insane. It's, it's out of control. That's nuts. You guys need to do something about that. If we have some Eastern European like higher ups listening to this podcast, get on that shit, people. What are you doing over there? <laughs> we should go to the front desk <laughs> Sorry, of Europe. Was, and tell what them what that were you we're saying? Sorry, I just I got caught up in that. It, what happened? What, what it's certainly a good cause to take our. Well, our she doesn't know what he looks like. 
fucking hate that kind of stuff. All right, They've so what, what were you saying? What did you ask me? Peter? Get off your phone. Um, so Arena, Arena is. Um, she sees Seagal for the first time. She had never seen him before. I wonder what was going through her head. Like, yeah, is this, this that fuck supposed guy. to yeah. save me right now? Like, That's oh, him. Shit. Oh yeah. no! I thought he said he was a martial arts expert. What the <laughs> fuck? She threw out the movie. You know, so, uh, so I keep wanting to call you Seagal, Raj. This is becoming really weird. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Seagal. Thank you. you. You've talked before about how Seagal just knows he's going to accomplish everything that he needs to accomplish. It's visualization, he's to, man. He's going to defeat the evil, so he is just walking through his movies in a certain sense. Yeah. In this movie, <laughs> the captive Arena is quite a bit like that. Because she treats her captors yeah. with total disdain, yeah. tells them to stop smoking. Not even disdain. She just like seems like she's totally fine and with she's, what's happening. She's she just never like seems uh, like super sad. Yeah, she's even she when she's, she's getting she's drugged, be... she's just like William will come for me. Go right. fuck yourself. Right. <laughs> like, she right. knows Seagal's gonna show up to save her, but then when he does, she doesn't realize that it's him. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Who are you? Who is this gigantic man?" That's yeah. I would be concerned if I was there for a minute, too. I'd be like, oh, shit. I'm never getting out of here now. So they say, she's standing there. They say, let's not kill each other with these guns in front of the girl. And they, they instead choose to use swords eventually, which is much grosser. Um, but they put their guns butt, butt to, to butt, butt yeah. like a couple bros, and they walk over the desk Put the guns down, all the while talking about how they can't wait. They can't wait to murder each other. <laughs> it's such a great like anti P bear the brown man yes. kind of situation, you know? <laughs> like they like each other because they want to kill each other. Yes. <laughs> it's like, man, I'm really glad you're around so I can kill you. <laughs> yeah, they were so thankful for each other <laughs> being. This guy's like, man, opposite. you won't believe my fencing partner is such a bitch. He's like, really? Yeah, mine too. I can't. He won't let me kill him. <laughs> they like start talking about this. He's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he won't let me kill him. He's such an <laughs> asshole. Uh, pain is your friend. Embrace it. Uh, so uh, our bad guy, Zachary Ty Bryan, starts running away, mm -hmm. uh, reaches into uh, what is essentially a, a mounted sword in his hallway and gets the drop on Seagal. What did you guys yeah. think of this, this sword fighting? I thought it was pretty good. It was pretty entertaining. I thought it was a little, I don't know, lackadaisical. Seagal uh, does some Anderson Silva-style dodging. Oh, at yeah. The, he does yeah. some really good dodging right up front. Before he gets his sword. Yeah, because basically the guy grabs the sword off the wall before Seagal has anything and like starts attacking Seagal, and Seagal's just yep. dipping left, <laughs> right, back, <laughs> forward, all over the place. Nonchalantly. Yeah. He had a twinkle toast. He was all over the place there. <laughs> he was. He was. He, <laughs> he was beautiful. But then he eventually gets a sword of his own. And more of his his liking, I feel like it wasn't one of those like skinny fencing swords. It had some meat on it. Right. So they drop their fencing swords at a certain point, mm -hmm. and then and they both have more, uh, more broadsword style. And then all of a sudden, they're just standing in the middle of that huge courtyard. Yes. There's like no transition of them like running there. It's just all of a sudden they're both standing there, like yeah. one on like either end, just like looking at each other yes. down with swords. They're sizing each it's, other yeah, up for yeah. so long. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like how everybody in the house was drawn to this moment and, and had to watch. Yeah, this everyone like came in the room and everyone was like, "Oh wow!" There was a deadly silence. To the, the, again, as I mentioned, <laughs> mm -hmm. this, the movie suddenly becomes artful. Yeah. In this for this one it's, scene, it's so nice. It's it's this great white. Uh, Everything is white. Beautiful like marble, spot. Like, so yeah, so when the yeah. blood shows up, it's very jarring. Um, yeah, they size each other up. They run it. They d ultimately run at each other in a joust style. 
Seagal's sword is so low he and holds so it lazy. So low and so close into his body. It doesn't I don't think he moves his arms like left or right off of his body. He's <laughs> no. just completely centered and is just kind of using his wrists to do like this like figure eight <laughs> yes, motion yes. with the sword. <laughs> just as he holds his wrist so delicately and lightly, he is using this very large sword. Um very daintily, I would say. But he uh, slices um, Scott Kahn up the uh, armpit yes. pretty good. <laughs> Scott Kahn, very good. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a very <laughs> tense moment where they they run at each other with the swords and they run away from each other and we don't know who got hit. It's a Steven Seagal movie though. Yeah. Um, who do you think got hit? And we see the the beautiful Sabretooth is Sabretooth's <laughs> beautiful white shirt suddenly start running red with crimson, crimson blood, blood yep. and hemoglobin dripping out of him. <laughs> uh, he falls down. The t- the white tile floor is suddenly. It's a lot like the. It's a lot like Hitchcock, you guys. This is basically a Hitchcock movie. Yeah. It's yeah. on that level. <laughs> it looks like Psycho. Hitchcockian. Um, Seagal is standing and is, remains in a pose. He, Seagal <laughs> is standing in a stance for a good thirty seconds after he kills this man. And then the girl comes in, and he's still in the pose, and then sees her it's and a, like, very awkward. <laughs> leaves the pose very awkwardly. Um, very strange. Okay, so then he obviously he adopts the kids. We all called this. We thought that maybe he was going to bring the girl, the uh, love interest, with him. But he mm. doesn't. He pushed Inst- out. Instead, we get a, a voiceover ending. Uh, That's not from him. Irena. <laughs> it's the girl. The girl oh, does the ending, the girl? right? Um, <laughs> and just like oh, last yeah, week, she, another she writes the letter. another the bird comes back to their campfire at the end. And I like. Oh. I, I, do, <laughs> I forgot yeah. the last yeah. shot. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god! Just like the raven from la- from uh, <laughs> on Deadly Ground. Um, <laughs> the, uh, also, she mentions that she they're safe now in the United States. So again, nice <laughs> shout out there for your pol- for you Poland. Poland. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, our our Polish listeners, watchers. the The last, the shot, last of the movie shot of the movie is a freeze frame. <laughs> One side of the shot is the Falcon. The other side of the shot is Seagal smiling and again looking like it a looks, Muppet, looking like looks, a leather I think it was Muppet. the same one as the first of the movie. He movies. looks terrible. It doesn't, it's it's not like good. the worst shot you could possibly choose for him. It's a crinkly, closed-eyed it. smile. Oh, my God. Um, oh, you you end this movie. movie on some good laughs. Yeah, we ended, we ended the, on some good laughs. But let's see. We could have ended it maybe another way, too. There's lots of different ways we could have ended it. Do you guys want to maybe go there? Let's do it. Dude, we need to go there. Let's Hop on the train. Choo-choo. Is Casey Ryback on this fucking train? The island. The island. Of alternate endings. Of alternate endings, brother. Hey, Screwface. It's been a week. (laughs) 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 Haven't seen you in a while there, man. Um, This isn't really an alternate ending, but something... Or you could have ended the movie here. When Seagal is in the cabin scene, and he tells those two guys to turn around. Yeah. Because he has the drop on him. And then he he just disappears. disappears. And then he just straight disappears. I wish, I wish when they turned back, he had the cake from Under Siege too. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! And they all amazing. eat cake, and, and that's the ending of it. Oh man! And it's a cake party. Cake eaters. And it's just a yeah, it's a cake eaters. It's an hour-long music video from there about eating cake. Okay. With that guy DJing with the, <laughs> the, the little DJ chubby guy is DJing. <laughs> DJ Wise. Yeah, exactly. DJ Wise. Oh my God. Um. So that's that's kind of an alternate that's a good ending. One. Okay. Uh, another uh, oh, another one I was thinking was that um he he takes over the orphanage, 
and the next movie is and he brings the kids with him back to the orphanage instead of moving to America <laughs> um, because there are still kids at an orphanage and, yep. and still there Miss Hannigan was brutally murdered yep. after Rose was set on fire in front of her <laughs> and they all watch these kids get abducted when they were handed roses by these uh, terrorist c- bad people um, I think he takes over the orphanage and he still ha- takes his walks in the woods like Sasquatch, but he's very lovable. He always has kids jumping over, all over him, and he's he, you know he, do- he clearly doesn't want to crack a smile, but he's cl- cracking a smile, and he's wearing black, and it's a musical. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like and then that. maybe oh, here's what he does. He he has to train the orphanage to um, to fight the rich kids from up the road oh. <laughs> in a karate contest of some kind in an aikido contest that oh, amazing what do you you got something flav uh, come back to me i'm still all right, we're going to go i got all right so what i have so piggybacking on what you mentioned earlier sure earlier get this on my afternoon back, oink, oink. i'm get i'm get i'm climbing on okay here we go so this is a continuation from on deadly ground okay okay so basically, this is a Forest Taft adopting a new name, whatever, and hiding out in Alaska. Begin this movie. This movie happens. At the end, he adopts the boy and girl like the same, but the Polish woman comes with them, mm-hmm. and they start a family together, and he gets her pregnant, and then now they're like just one big happy family. I see. Yeah. Have, have, what about the environmental disaster that he caused in that last movie? He's moved on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man with he's a dark gotta, past. I, I have a family now. <laughs> I gotta take care of. A, he's gotta take care of his family, P. Bear. Real I'm, quick, I'm I just want to mention now. we didn't mention this last week. The only r- award that Seagal has listed on his IMDb page is a, a golden raspberry, a Razzie, if you will uh, nice say, uh, for worst director for uh, On Deadly Ground. We've That's we've knocked Seagal a little bit on this podcast. We don't care for that. That was a well-directed movie. <laughs> Seagal deserves better than that. He deserves yeah, that more awards. So much fun. Direct another movie, Stephen. You got a good eye, man. You can do it. Okay, Flav, coming on the island here, man. I am. Let's hear it. <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> so my, <laughs> I've got. This is terrible. <laughs> so my uh, alternate ending is he co- he's back in America, right? And this chick is still back in Poland. His love interest. So his new son keeps giving him shit about leaving this girl behind in Poland. Mm-hmm. And he's too much of, like, for some reason, even though he's Steven Seagal, he's too shy to, like, just go and be like, hey, we should, you should come to America and, like, be a police officer and we should get married, whatever. So he starts another pen pal relationship with a person in a different Eastern European country. Oh, no. <laughs> and then she gets taken. No. Oh, God. And he gets to go and fight for her again. Steven Seagal. And in the process, like, he goes over to this chick and he's like, hey, I've got another person in trouble. (laughs) I'm going to need your help. I did think it was the worst thing in the world for her to let Seagal be her designated driver in this movie. Yes. Yes. So then he saves saves this (laughs) next girl. He shuts down another trafficking ring and he comes back to America and he's like, hey, son, I did it. And he's like, "Where's, where's the, G- where's mom?" And he's like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> and so this keeps it. going and going in a vicious cycle. Is that the end of one movie? Is him going, "Oh shit, I forgot." Yeah, <laughs> and then, and then starting to write just, some letters. And then this just keeps going on and on until like Stephen like basically cleans up all of the sex trafficking in Europe 
but he still hasn't been able to marry this girl. And his son's just like, what the fuck is going on? His son is now a grown man. His son's like, like an old what man What the now. fuck is his, happening? His son is the old man in the band from Fire Down Below. <laughs> <laughs> and Steven is still the age that he is. Yeah, he is. Exactly. So oh, boy. Alternate that's a great oh. alternate <laughs> He keeps going back Just an unending series of, <laughs> that's great. of films. Oh boy, yeah, we've gotten into seriously. We've gotten seriously. I was like, you got to come back to me because I got to develop this for a second. I was like, where am I going with this? You really (laughs) developed it, man. Oh man, Uh, and you really had a place to go there. (laughs) Oh boy, many thanks to the people of Poland for being such good sports with this one. (laughs) Yeah, we got the most serious about Seagal I think we've ever gotten in this episode today. I think pretty uh, serious. Again, if 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 anybody can handle these delicate topics, it's the three of us. Of course, (laughs) P Bear Smitty and the Brown Man. So before closing up, as always, we got to thank our sponsors. Once again, we got Wendy's, Qdoba, yep. Scent of Action Cologne. Yep. Who do you got? Uh, telefo- Telefunken microphones. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Telefunken. Uh, a little bit of Coke and Pepsi. Oh, I also yeah, want to give a shout out to uh, local comedian Gary Peterson, who yeah, I just nice. went to his comedy oh, show good. at The Gas um, Friday nights at uh, Great Scott. He just filmed or uh, taped a special for HBO, I guess. Good for him. Um, That's awesome. Like an audio thing at CD, and then I guess he's going to be taping a special later. So just want to. Give a shout out, and if anybody's thinking about local nice. comedy, either Matt Kona, he's been on our podcast. Matt Kona, this guy Gary, MM, great. MM Maniacs, love podcast. the MM Maniacs. Yeah, MM Maniacs great. Are great. They're going to be on this podcast soon. Check, um, also, look out for Heaters Gonna Heed. Loving he- Heaters Gonna Heed. Our buddy heed. Big Bro Max is going to be on the next episode with us. Um, also, check out the Van Buren's, uh, the Van Buren Family Roadshow, comes to the Davis Square th- Square Theater, <laughs> yeah. the Davis Square Theater, the Davis Square Theater. May 6th, Friday, May 6th. It's going to be a really good time. We'll all be there. Check it out. Um, so next time, yeah, we're, as always. we're starting a... Uh, oh, yeah, what are we we're doing next in, We're going to get super serious about it now. We're getting into the the recent trilogy that Seagal has made. Yeah. Smitty, have you heard this? So he, he, he makes heard this. He makes one movie, the first of which that we're going to see, Force of Execution, right? Yes, 2013. 2013, Force, Force of Execution. Okay. It's the first in a film of three. Oh, that's a trilogy. Yes. The second movie, I think, is called A Good Man. Yes. This is bad. I know this oh. shit now. And it's a prequel. <laughs> it's a prequel to Force of Execution. Oh, so it's like uh, Indiana Jones. And then the movies. third one, which is called Absolution, Absolution which comes out after another movie gets released, though. So the three aren't released in order. It's one, two, and then the random movie gets made with him. And then... And then Absolution. Absolution. All the same director. Absolution is a sequel to the prequel. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, where so, does it fall oh, in? Jesus. Is it so, after the original? Or is it before the original? Like what? How do you? Yeah, it's like the Marlon Brando crazy. scenes from Godfather Two. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I don't even know the Matrix or something. I don't know what's gonna happen. Damn. But we're gonna get seriously we're serious about it. So we're going Force of Execution, and and here his name, his name is uh, what? Doctor Alexander. What is his name? John, John Alexander. Alexander. <laughs> also starring. Ving Rhames. Yes. And guess who's coming back? Learn front Danny, Danny Trejo. Trejo. Yes. I love Danny Dude, Trejo. Danny Trejo and Steven Seagal are like best friends. We, like, we've positive. discovered that they're probably a pea bear in the brown man. And I'm like positive that Danny Trejo just doesn't like say more about this because of his like street rep, but he's like, hey, Mike, I want to tell people about our love, man. <laughs> We're brothers, man. And Steven's like, I get it, man. It's just like our relationship, Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> just as long as we keep making movies together. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Uh, Steven Seagal, we love you. Our listeners, our viewers, we love you. Hit us Thank up you. on Twitter, on Facebook, at Seriously Seagal. As always. Go back and check out, if you've just listened to this episode, go back and check out some more. We have some really great ones coming up, too. Uh, d- watch these movies or don't. 
either way. Either way. Either way. Yeah. Ben Carson, hit us up. We want to make a movie with you. <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, this has been Seriously Seagal. You like games? No, sir. Well, I think I got a game that you're going to like. I know what you're thinking. Ice Man. War. We ain't no good for nobody. You can call me Ice, Mr. Alexander. That crazy mother thinks he can go up against Mr. Alexander. This Ice Man. I'm not afraid. And neither should you be on. Mr. Alexander has a lot of triggers he can pull. In. Sound like you scared of that name. Some misguided fools. They want my business. We have to send a message. Not a problem. Who's that dude? That guy there? I don't know. It's not with us. How'd you do that? If you don't maneuver, you will be outmaneuvered. If you're outmaneuvered, you will be killed. Do what we do best. Prepare for war. Get the homies scrapped up. Yo, can I help you? What's going on, gentlemen? No, 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 don't touch her. This is my house, and that's my girl. Guess it's on then. We have rules. We have respect. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. He's gonna come after you. Too bad for them. Tonight's the night.